Anyway, she goes to bed. I open up a box of apartments. I light up. I call myself a cognac. And I watch the 14 fists of McCluskey. What a picture. Yo, homie, is that my briefcase? Couldn't start asking the right fucking questions. Welcome back to a rum and rant on one heat minute productions patreon i'm your host blake howard hello thank you so much for again your incredible support i do need to shout out a couple of folks because um we we do have some tremendous uh new patrons shane brandon derek ben david himself the guest on this very episode thank you to all of you for continuing to support everything we do thank you so much for your excitement for the upcoming black hat hackers cut screening thanks for your lovely messages and emails i just um i'm incredibly grateful for it all the time this episode of rum and rant uh i sound probably even huskier and stranger than i do now i have unfortunately uh just been getting over the coronavirus the dreaded covid19 i hope that if you're listening to this you have never had it or if you have had it, it was easy on you. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it was most certainly easier on me than other people. So for those of you out there, if you haven't got it, bless you, take care. If you have, I hope that you have had or do have a speedy recovery. Now, uh, just going to jump straight into this one. It is with a terrific guest, a friend of the show, a terrific filmmaker, uh, one of the funnest people that you could ever hope to encounter on film Twitter. Um, he has a tremendous following because his passion is just unbridled for so many kinds of movies, a true cinephile, and just like I'm incredibly thankful to have him as a, a, a an often guest on any of our shows. Let's dive straight into my chat with Ben David Grabinski. I'm hoping that we're going to do a podcast for each minute of Creed. <laughs> that's really how much it should be discussed. Yes. Uh, Creed was in my top three of the decade. Sometimes it feels like number one, but it's really hard to compete with like Fury Road and Mandy for me. But mm. I love this movie so much. I have a lot to say about it. And it was also the best experience I ever had at a movie premiere. So I will Ooh. tell that story. Love that story. I think... Creed was a movie that when I saw it, I'd had such a big relationship with the Rocky franchise when I was growing up. And when I saw it, I kind of walked away bewildered. Like I didn't even know how to respond. I was like, was that like the best Rocky movie? Like I didn't even know what to do with myself when I walked out of there. And I think every single time I've watched it, it becomes a bigger and bigger gut punch. And I, I I'm just, I'm just blown away with you know, especially now we're in the in the era of Top Gun Maverick and we're talking about the best sequels of all time. And I feel like when I came home from Top Gun Maverick, I could put on Creed and I was like, they were the they they, they were like the best possible versions of how to continue a story. Um of, of basically anything that I'd ever seen before. And I'm just like, I, I I wanted to keep maintain that same energy. And I was like, well, how do I keep that same energy? Well, if I just watch Creed again, I'll feel that same thing that Maverick makes me feel. Yeah. It's like, it's a fascinating thing because Maverick, I think is a masterpiece. Mm. I've seen it in theaters four times now. Yeah. No, I've seen it three times in theaters now, but the degree of difficulty I think is really higher on Creed because it'd be like if Maverick, if the sequel was about uh, Miles Teller's character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, you're like, or, okay, or, we're going to count on the fact that we can have a new character who not only can live up to the legacy that was before it, but enhance the legacy before it. And it's not even just that. It's like, if it was like, but I mean, it's, it's, that's, I guess that's sort of a good comp because it's like, if it was Goose's kid is yeah. the, 
lead and then you know if maverick was just secondary to be able to pull that off would be really difficult but i remember seeing the teaser trailer for this movie and if i remember correctly you don't know that it's a connected to rocky until suddenly michael b jordan is in the restaurant and you reveal stallone yes and i got chills from that and i still felt like there's no way this can live up to anything. Now, I'm a huge Rocky Balboa fan, not the character like the movie Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't love how the fight is shot, but in terms of the character work and the emotion of it and the performances and the speeches, it is so fucking good. Like, I have maybe three speeches from that movie, like, memorized, and I haven't seen the movie in a decade, but just, you know, <laughs> how hard you can take a hit and keep going like him addressing the boxing commission about trying to be able to compete again it's i love that movie and it felt like okay this is the end of the story don't fuck with it anymore leave it alone um and when the movie got announced it just felt like okay that might be interesting it might be like one of those you know sort of sidebar things and i saw the teaser and i got chills as i said but i was still like you know who knows it's like how could this be great? That just the degree of difficulty is so high. Oh. And I, uh, my, my friend Andrew Lazar was going to the uh, Creed premiere and like someone had canceled on him at the last minute. He's like, hey, do you want to go to the Creed premiere? And I was like, oh, sure. And the thing you need to know about LA is like when you grow up loving movies and, you know, being aware of the concept of movie premieres, you see like photos on the red carpet and it seems so exciting and dazzling and you're the first people to see the movie. And, you know, you could be sitting next to some famous person who you respect. And then you go to your first premiere. And what happens is you realize like 90% of the people in the audience, like don't care about the movie. Like they're there because it's like a cool place to be. They're there to like meet people at the after party. Like I was at the, the Furious Six, no, wait, Fast and Furious Six. Wait, I'm, oh, actually it says it's Furious Six in the end credits, it calls it yeah, that. I, it calls I'm itself. totally watching this, but I was at the premiere for that and almost everyone around me was looking at their phone during the entire premiere. And I'm like having the best time, but it's like the crowd energy sucks. No one's ever, you never feel that thing, even at like sometimes at comedy premieres. So I'm at Creed and I remember like the movie starts and I'm thinking, I don't like the vibe here. Like, uh, why am I watching it? I should be watching this just like in the valley and like a shitty screen for the first time with people. But then the title comes up and you have that, the music kicks in and I'm like, oh boy, this seems a little special. And I'm like starting <laughs> to get with it. And then the movie has like a legitimately funny joke about the cloud, which is scientifically impossible. Like any joke about <laughs> is never funny. It's like the cloud, dude, like what rain comes from perfectly delivered. Like the Stallone kills it. I'm like, this feels like it might be fucking great, but I'm thinking this crowd sucks. Like, do you guys realize this is great? And you know, it just keeps building and building and then suddenly i'm starting to get this feeling like it feels like people are like in sync with this movie and then you get to one of my favorite moments in the history of movies i'm sitting there in a fucking theater and it's the bit when he goes down in the finale yeah and like the audio cuts out and he's like you're like oh no is he gonna get back up and a woman stands up and screams, get up <laughs> at the screen, at a premiere. I 
was like so unbelievably shocked and it's so perfectly designed. She screams at the screen. The whole audience realizes, no, we're all on this trip together. And then the theme kicks in. And it was like and one of the best. he does that jolt. He does that jolt. I'll never forget it. Ah. That, that like the electricity comes to his body and he's reanimated and he goes, Ugh! and he just and he gets up. And it's like, I, I, I cannot get it. I love that story. I, I, there are so many examples of this. I don't, I haven't talked about it much, but like it happens in Sydney too. And like in wanky sort of media screenings or now they're turning into influencer screenings. And now you are finding me going to the much less. I'm just like, I I'm go to my local theater around the corner in my own time, just with the punters. I really can't any of that wanky energy. You can't do it. But Creed's like the greatest put your device down movie of all time. Because there's so many times where I've been sitting in my lounge room and my wife and I have watched Creed a million times together. And she's like, Creed again. Like she starts with like Creed again. I'm like, yeah, Creed again. And she'll be sitting there on her phone, like texting mates or whatever. And I just slowly watch her do the thing. She just, the phone starts, the phone starts to go down and then the phone gets put down and then the phone gets flipped. And then you're on the ride. This is, this is that kind of movie. It's, it's, it's a, it's shocking, shockingly good. I, I can't, the filmmaking, the performances, the writing, the emotion, like there's so much to talk about, but uh, the last thing I just want to say about the premiere before we get into the movie was like, that was one of like my favorite movie going experiences in my life was just having everyone freak out like that. And then afterwards, my, my friend was walked up to someone who worked at the studio and said, are you guys doing an Oscar campaign for this? And the person at the studio said, for Creed? Like they had literally, they did not know what they had. They just absolutely didn't know. And everyone seemed like in a daze. And just the last anecdote was I'm at the after party and someone's like, hey, do you want to meet the director? And I was like, ah, I don't want to. Uh, I guess, okay, fine. I'll just go shake his hand. And I, they go to introduce me to him. And it was one of the most like adorable things I've ever seen in my life is like he's so kind and we like talk, I shake his hand and someone walks up to him and goes, do you know Christopher Nolan's here? And he goes, what? And they're like, okay, he's leaving. And he's like, okay, bye. And he like ran to go meet Christopher Nolan. Like it was like a kid on Christmas. And that, that was just sort of the vibe of the whole thing. It just felt like a movie made by super earnest people who just really cared about the movie and they cared about the character. And it was like the Rocky character or, you know, the Creed character is just like the movie was an underdog. Like no one, even the people who like had seen it and made it were like, oh, we're a winner where oh we are okay cool people like this it's like then they I, just it's just like such an unbelievably fucking good movie i don't understand how you can't like just and this is kugler's great skill the effortlessness of the whole movie it just feels effortless the style is integrated it bounces through the fight scenes are shot so dynamically everything moves Needle drops are just sensational. I don't know how they could have been sitting in a room going, no, this doesn't work. You know? Well, I mean, I, I bet they're like, well, we like this and we hope people respond to it. There's yeah. just like, it felt like a, like actual modesty, you know? Yeah. Like, actual modesty. But I, I'm just going to take this as an awkward transition to the music, which is like another, it's just going to be a dumb other rant. It's just like, I, I remember being like a huge community fan and, you know, there's a guy who did the score for the show, which is good. You know, you're like, yeah. this guy, who's this Ludwig guy? Like, he sort of seemed to come out of nowhere. And then he started, like, working with Donald on his music and, like, producing his albums. I'm like, oh, this guy seems pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember being in the theater and just being blown away by the score. Yes. Just, it's fucking incredible. The score is, like, so good. And you have to, like, live up to Bill Conti. And uh, the Rocky Four score, which is one of my favorites of all time. I mean that earnestly. <laughs> but yeah. the score for the movie is incredible. It's so good. And now he's one of the like the best composers in the business. Like his score for Tenant was mind blowing. And he did the whole Mandal. Is he still doing the Mandalorian as well? He's like like creates a bespoke score for thirty minutes of TV show and releases seven albums or something like that. Ludwig at the moment, it's just insane. Like he's and extremely prolific as well, which is a, another thing that you're like, God, stop being so goddamn talented. Um, but Bill, yeah, when someone comes out of nowhere like that, where they just like, it, 
he yeah, just says like he's just so talented his stuff is like so exciting and cinematic and whatever let's go back to whatever you're saying i cut you off no i was just gonna say bill conti that's the if you if you're talking about like a uh something that's so overwhelming like su- such an such an impost for you if you're someone doing the score is the rocky score is like magic like it's like a, like it, it's like something to uh, entice a mob of people you play that music and try not to get people to say get up you know like and the fact that the restraint that they use in the movie for for Ludwig to create the creed score all around the feeling and like just sort of circling conti and then finally deciding when he's going to use it it's like it's the greatest like piece of restraint from someone doing a score because like you would totally feel like if they were less brave or they were more exploitative they're like i'm just going to lace this thing with bill conti we're just going to juice this movie we're going to play with people's emotions the whole time just like try and elevate but they had i think that that's something i loved about kugler and i love about his whole team is like no we know that the secret source of any scene in a rocky movie or a creed movie is the bill conti needle drop and as soon as we do it you have to know, like with great power comes great responsibility. And so that's another thing in the movie where I'm just like, I, I love the score. I've listened to it countless times. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's still features on playlists that pop up randomly on my Spotify now and then. But I, I, I love that they didn't overdo it with the Bill Conti because it is obviously one of the greatest scores ever, ever. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's so, to have the confidence to feel like you can get away with not using it until a specific point. I mean it was every choice regarding that was perfect, but how do you like not, how do you feel like you can get away with not using it for that long or feel like your movie will work enough that you don't have to use it and know how and trust how impactful it'll be to come in later. I mean, it's one of, I mean, like one of the all time great final, like crowd pleasing, exciting, emotional moments is, his line about being a mistake oh my god i just i can't even say it without like i almost started crying there which makes me seem like a big loser but it's like one of the most gut punch lines ever between the decision to hold the music that long and to hold that line for that long and to understand that how impactful that line will be to not have him get that vulnerable until that exact fucking moment and that exact moment to have rocky say the right thing to him and then the music kicks in and you're just like metaphorically i feel like i could punch everybody in the face like i just feel like i could win every fight and i would be the worst fighter of all time i gotta prove it prove what i'm not a mistake i never got a chance to thank apollo for helping me out after mickey died but it's nothing compared to what you've done you taught me how to fight again. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to fight this thing. But if I fight, I want you to fight too. I want you to go across this ring and knock that son of a bitch down. Can you do it? Say it. I'm going to knock that son of a bitch down. I know you are. You know why? Because you're a creed. And I love you, kid. Go get him. But it's just so good. I always like, yeah. What's the point of this? This podcast is just gonna be me saying it's so good over and over like, again. Allowed, like, this is exactly what I, I think. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's a reminder. It's a reminder that the degree of difficulty to even undertake this kind of sequel, because this, I guess, what instigated it for me, Ben David, is like the really annoying thing is people talking about legacy sequels and then they say legacy sequels and this sequel that, and I just I'm sick of all this semantic bullshit about sequels. I'm just like, it's a sequel, right? Your legacy, stop all this, like adding, you know, these prefixes and suffixes that make no fucking sense, right? We don't need any more dumb words, okay? Just, we have a great word. It's called a sequel or, you know, a prequel, if we want to say that, it's done, fine. Um, but what I, what I wanted to, why I was so uh, desperate to talk about Creed is because it shouldn't work in any way. Like it, sh- it has no right to be as good as it is. And not only is it that good, it is, it astounds me every time I go back to it. And so I think at the time that you were talking about it, or I mentioned it and we started talking, I was like, I I watched, I watched Creed and then I watched Creed 2, which 
I liked better. I, I, I've liked more seeing it more. I, I, I didn't like it on my original viewing because I think maybe I was impacted by how much I love Creed. But then I watched Creed again. I just, I went, I just went back and just watched it again in like two, as many days. And I'm like, this shouldn't be this good. It's so impactful. The characters are so phenomenal. The pacing in the movie is excellent. Stallone is in his top three performances ever. He's, I mean, he's amazing as this older Rocky. And also the stones on the franchise, that great because we all love the painting at the end of Rocky three. I just love so much that when they're in that restaurant, it's like, who won? And he goes, he did. And the fact that Stallone was there to like green light that take as, and, and then synthesize it. That's why he was brave enough to go and fight. And then kind of retcon it into the, their own series. I'm like, man, I love this. I love, I just, I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. It's uh, I think his humble approach to it is clearly expired a little bit <laughs> but i'm glad at the time that he was really committed to being like the perfect vessel for that movie um the like creed 2 has an issue it's like at the end of the matrix neo calls god and tells him to go fuck himself and then like flies into the sky and it's like well what can be challenging for this guy next and i say as someone who loves the sequels loves the new one but there's that thing like Creed ends so perfectly and all of his problems are resolved. And it's just such as unbelievable, perfect, happy ending that anything after it feels like it's just going to be, well, let's just hang out with him more and see him fight other people. And like, it's hard to live up to that. But like my, the thing that I wish, like, you know, we have like these alternate universe dreams of, oh, what if blank happened? Like, oh, what if there's a Cronenberg Total Recall? Or what if yes. there was this or that? And with me, it's like, man, I wish there's a, just a Drago movie after Creed with Dolph Lundgren and his kid just following them in Russia. You never cut to Michael B. Yeah. Jordan. And then the third movie is those guys facing off. Like, if I, I, I want, like, it's a whole movie getting invested in that kid. Cause I love the Russia stuff. Yeah. Like, and I, I love Lundgren's performance and they found like really interesting ways to make you like care about them. And there's just something so dramatically engaging about Drago now being impoverished and like not being the bell of the ball, you know, it's like, cause the last time we saw him, he was like a God in their country, you know? And then now he's just, an average guy and that is like slubby drago shrug slubby drago is my favorite part of that whole movie watching him interact in his clothes like because he's like a shiny golden god in rocky four everything fits him to perfection it's like it's tailored tailor made that you could turn him into a statue in almost every pose and in this like where his shirt's half untucked and He's like schmoozing and trying to get gain, regain some influence and some and, and some clout, and it's it's really sad. It's a really beautiful image. It's really sad. yeah, and that and that stuff is like so great. And I'm not trying to like you know, I wouldn't know in a million years how to make a follow up to Creed. So you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Creed two. Just for me, it's like the first one is like just so unbelievably perfect mm-hmm. that. It's like, I don't even know what you do. I'm excited to see what they do with three. I mean, the trajectory of the Rocky sequels is like, I love that most of them are kind of goofball, over the top things, pun not intended or reference to Golden Globe is not intended uh, sequels. Because if you're gonna try to do like a character study for that many movies, it doesn't really work. No. I like the bookended nature of the first Rocky and Rocky Balboa, where they both feel like small, you know, urban character dramas that also have boxing in them. I mean, that's the thing about Creed that I can't get over. And like, you know, Black Panther is this like gigantic movie. It means so much to so many people. And it's like one of the most successful movies of all time. But it still feels like, you know, if you, it's sort of a product, I don't mean, I'm not trying to talk shit at all about the movie, but I'm saying for thing for me about Creed is Creed feels like a Sundance movie that happens to be a 
Rocky sequel. Like it yes. feels like a real, just a character movie that is like the filmmaking is not flashy, but it's incredibly effective. The performances are so great, never too big, never overly sentimental. It just feels like a, a movie, like an all caps movie. It feels like it's not even like designed to be on like some corporate schedule. It just feels like a great story. You know? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It just feels like great performances, great writing. It never at any point feels crass and uh in a way that like almost no other i just like i love top gun maverick like with my whole heart mm. but it does also feel like you know he's like i will make a billion dollars at the box office i will bring theaters back i will still be a movie star in a way that i love i fucking love tom cruise but creed has a vibe like we don't care if this bombs we're just trying to tell a good story like it just it, it, i don't even know what it, i'm saying yeah no, you know this, the 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 lore, the lore behind how it was developed was, and Kugler talks about Rocky Two being his his dad's favorite movie. He's like Rocky Two, like my dad was all about Rocky Two, and I always used to laugh at that one. I'm like Rocky Two. I've like almost never heard people say that Rocky Two is their favorite. It's like one, three, four, Rocky Balboa. Like it feels like two like slips is like slipping away in that thing and he's like he, he loves that movie he loved it to death and i always wanted to do this thing because it was just like a you know it was just like a a a, a love a loving honoring of my dad's love of that movie it was like our campfire movie we watched it so many times and like that i think that energy just reeks from it it just feels like it's so like he said so earnest and so beautiful um and then he just gets all these great people at the right time like michael b jordan perfect time tessa thompson perfect time and just the way that he integrates all real boxes as well. And ha it has a style and a panache and something that's like really different from, you know, integrating the other boxes in there because in the other ones, it's usually singular personalities. But I feel like in this, it was like, we get multiple personalities from different boxes and fighters that he gets and just everything. And, and then that one last, when he's running down that Philly street and the kids are like hooning past on their bikes next to him and it's in slow motion and he's sprinting and they're, they're how does anyone make anything that good <laughs> just
could seriously be like get in a car accident, be in the hospital, <laughs> get realize that I have COVID, get a call that like my bank has been hacked and someone took all my money, like find out that like all these like I could have every calamity ever happen in a row. I could be Job from the Bible like at 10 out of 10 but then if i listen to the music from that montage i'm just like you know what fuck it i'm gonna be okay like that's just you know what man let's just let's persevere like we can do this you're gonna gonna grab the iv drift and just start running down the hallway in the hospital (laughs) yeah i'm like ah like it's just you listen to and it's just so hopeful in a way that doesn't actually feel like bullshit it's like there's just something so I don't, the, the movie is a magic trick. Like everything about it to me feels like it. Like even like little moments, it's when Rocky wakes him up mm. with that song. It's yeah. like, and, ugh, he's, and he's just, and he's just doing, so doing this old man dance. It's, it's beautiful and it's funny. And it makes me wish I got up early in the morning instead of sleeping in. It, may, it makes me feel <laughs> like, oh, you can go and do this. And like, uh, like I have one one complaint about the movie and it is not a flaw it's not a flaw i just wish his son was addressed in some in a little bit more of a way like the yeah. because i loved his relationship because in balboa it's, it's balboa. Really, really Look, there's nothing wrong with the fact that it's not in there but just as a big fan of rocky balboa i kind of want those two guys to just hang for a moment yeah. You know, or like him to be at the final fight and for him to be like, oh, my dad told me a lot about you. Just, you know, some bullshit. But I, <laughs> I understand also most of the people who saw Creed would just be like, why? Why is the why is Jesse here? Why is the guy <laughs> here? What does he have to do with this? But as like a loser Rocky mega fan, uh, that's There's like no the only thing. thing I would There's have. no such thing. I mean. I got to tell you like the most insane thing. So Rocky four is the first one I saw. I got obsessed with it. Watched it a million times. Then I watched Rocky as a kid. Then I watched three a million times. And then I watched like two, 10 years later. And I've gone back through all those. I saw Rocky Balboa several times in theaters. I've watched it several times at home. I've seen Creed countless times. I've never seen Rocky five. And what had happened was I remember renting a movie as a kid that had a, a trailer for Rocky five. And I think it's one of the first times, like I felt depressed. Like I just remember the vibe of the trailer making me like sad or being like, what is going on here? Just, is he in the hospital? Is he like just fighting like a homeless guy? Like what's going on here? And I've never watched it. And I don't know why I've owned the blue, I own the Blu-ray set and every once in a while, I'm like, you know, I think I'm gonna watch Rocky five. And I just decided like, Maybe not, or maybe I'll be like Desmond and Lost, how he car- carries around like this Charles Dickens novel, like the last one he hasn't read. It's like the last thing I'm gonna read before I die is this Charles Dickens thing. So maybe like on my deathbed, I'll be like, guys, let's watch Rocky Five. No, no, no. I won't allow you to watch that on your deathbed. I just won't. You can't. We we can't have that. Someone confiscate that Blu-ray immediately. If you are gonna watch it, you need to watch it and have like clear eyes and. And prepare for your heart to be broken. Because in some elements, Rocky Five rules, right? It's like the consequence. I think he's trying to do the consequences of the fighter's life, especially with Drago, is, you know, potentially CTE, right? It's very prescient. But then it turns into, it's a, it, it starts with something so dead serious and then it turns into something so overly goofball because he's finding like another great white hope fighter played by Tommy Morrison, a real life fighter, a real life guy and uh, playing Tommy Gunn. And it's just, it sucks. It stinks. For it's some like, reason, it's, it's for like a the while. worst, it's the worst possible version of Creed. It's the worst possible version. Uh, I mean, I think I've seen the worst possible version of Creed, but I'm not going to talk shit. Uh, <laughs> on the podcast. But there's been some attempts to make movies like this that are like out of this world bad. Um, for a long time, I think I thought he fought Joe Piscopo in five. <laughs> there was some sort of misunderstanding. Um, I think my real fear of watching five is like that I'll maybe love it. And then someday someone will log on to Twitter and I'll be some maniac who's like, guys, we got to talk about Rocky five. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's also it fear too, is like being like, 
there's that point where you can become so much of like uh not a devil's advocate but like so like embrace being contradictory that you can kind of lose your mind uh <laughs> i think i think or maybe my expectations are so low like that i'd be like guys this is dope <laughs> You've managed your expectations to become so subterranean at that point that you're like, this is actually great. Cause when you compare it to the rest of them, it just doesn't even, it doesn't even touch. But it's like, but it's the weirdest thing about this is like, even there's like Jason and Freddie movies. I don't like, but I've rewatched a bunch because I have like a weird completionist sort of thing where it's like, sometimes I'd be like, eh, I'm just going to throw on that. I want to watch a couple Friday the 13th movies, even though I know one of them I really don't like. And like, I've seen every Friday the 13th movie, maybe like even the ones I like the least, maybe like six times and like a couple, like <laughs> twice theatrically. And I don't even like them, but I love the series <laughs> and when it's like, but I've never watched Rocky five. And I, I, I just really have to chalk it up to, I remember being like, I think it was like my grandma's basement and just seeing a trailer for it and being after seeing Rocky four and just being like, this looks such, so sad. I don't want to watch. And maybe it's just lasted with me my it's whole life. Big, it's the biggest bummer of all time. Why do you think it took a couple of years for Creed to be, I guess, as universally embraced as it is now? Because I feel like almost every person I spoke to at the time, people were kind of softer on it. I don't know whether they were a bit guarded with the way that they approached it. Maybe they're, I can't, I can't imagine having expectations that aren't met, you know, stratospheric expectations for the movie that aren't met by watching the movie. For me, the movie just... It, it blew me away and it like went above it, above and beyond everything that I was thinking about at the time. But like, what do you think it took time for people to realize like, Oh my God, this is actually something special. Was it just that it, you know, whenever, uh, you know, 2015, there were a couple of sequels around or there had been some sequels to things that it endured. And they're like, Oh, this is just another one of those other things. It's cash grab, whatever. What do you think was the turning point? Was it just re really discovering that Ryan Coogler is a exceptional talent, a special talent? I feel like I'd love to have a really lucid, smart take on this and say, well, actually, this is my theory. And it's hard for me actually to wrap my brain around it because in my life, like there's movies I've, I've seen that I think are better than Creed, but it took me like a couple of viewings to really get there. There's only been a few movies I've seen in my adult life that to me were like instant masterpieces and it's like i could count it on less than one hand and this one for me i don't know what it was about it but it's like i felt like i instantly knew it was great like even like I, my first viewing of fury road my take was that's fucking awesome that's really good people yeah. are right it's great and then i watch again i'm like oh no no this is like god level yeah. like I, I i i was sort of like adjusting to the reality of it but this one i just like immediately got it and i but i think I understand why it took some people a while to watch it. Like I remember when it was in theaters, I knew a lot of people who weren't in a rush to see it, even when I was raving about it. And maybe yeah. it's because they interpret most of my behavior as hyperbolic <laughs> or something, but it's one of those things you're like, no, no, you got to understand. Like, I, I mean, I mean this, I think it's one of the best fucking movies I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, it's, I think, you know, the Rocky series to some people, there is a guilty pleasure aspect of it when you look at it in the macro or because the first one is like an Oscar movie and it is a sophisticated mm. movie and it's a well-respected movie. And then the legacy of a lot of it is like for some people as like, Oh, these are the guilty pleasure movies I loved when I was a kid. And like, Oh, I, you know, when I was a kid, I thought Clover Lang was the best, but they don't, there isn't, they don't kind of view the series as like, as a whole being like a sophisticated thing. Uh, it's more like a band that had a really good album and the rest of them are like fun and goofy or whatever. But I think it just sort of, there is an element of this movie that like, I do know a lot of people who like would watch it like a year after it came out and be like, dude, this is incredible. Have you fucking seen this movie? <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you to watch it for a whole year. Uh, but I don't know. I'm saying a bunch of nonsense. The thing for me is just like, it was an instant masterpiece and I do feel like it's aging really well because it's, there's like no bumps to me. It's so perfectly cast. It's so like, um, maybe they say like John a couple too many times, but I also get like OCD about language of like repeated words. <laughs> so, so ignore me. That's, that's a really stupid take. Um, it's uh, 
it's just so fucking good, dude. The, the you know, we're like, I told that was my big fear of this would just be me saying it's so fucking good over and over again. <laughs> but, but this movie's so good, man. It, it's really, it's it's really good. It's and it's it's better than good. I, also, I I want to kind of squash that. Like, I I was talking to my buddy Stu. Lots of people would know him from listening to our podcast, and we we're watching recently the Obi Wan series on Disney Plus. And I watched a couple of episodes and I'm, I, I'm done with Star Wars opinions online, but I'll just say this. I was like, I really hope th- I was saying to him at the time, I really hope they Rocky three this, you know, I was like, I really want a Rocky. I really want to see some Rocky three action. And obviously when you even throw that out into the universe, I want to see the Rocky three version of this. It's never going to live up to your expectations. Right. But at the same time, I also like, you can't dismiss how powerful the storytelling beats of those, even the dopey, you know, Rocky movies, you can't, you can't dismiss how powerful they are. They just work. Like if you, if you can get to Rocky being defeated in Rocky three by club Lang and then Mickey dying, and you can't just like be completely locked in your seat from like minute one, when Apollo talks to Rocky again, and they do the, basically the eye of the tiger montage. If, if, if you can't have fun in that and feel powerful and like want to run on a beach with your friends and hug them, I don't, I can't help you. I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but if you, you're a thief of joy in your own life because it's like, it's just the best thing ever. But I, I'm a weirdo in the fact that I like Rocky four even better. Like Rocky yeah. four is like the ultimate challenge of like, all right, like, are you going to tell people that you earnestly love this movie and that you actually don't think any of it's cheesy? And even though the whole <laughs> movie feels like a montage and has a robot, and I got to tell you, I fucking love every second of that movie. Like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, the goofiness is, like, consistent. It has a consistent tone from beginning to end, and it is just such an unbelievable revenge story. You know, it's like it. you create the, like outside of john wick's dog there is no more righteous revenge motivation than and trying to get the motherfucker who killed Apollo. No, there's nothing <laughs> there no. is no easy way out and there is no short way home like, is that, <laughs> is that the lyric i can't even remember if that's correct but man when he's using technology in Russia, but the Rocky's just using like wood and snow and rocks and he's and, and he's, and he's and doing those he's doing those like lifting up the the chariots or whatever they're called like the 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 and the pushing everyone up and then he running running up the freaking mountain. It's just like oh, it's, I have oh. to be. I just want to be as clear as possible. I earnestly love every second of that movie, and I don't. I'm with you like enjoy it ironically and i also i'm not judging anyone who does because you know some people can't embrace that level of 80s stylization except for like at like a distance or with some sort of ironic thing and i'm not judging them but i'm saying me personally like i dude when he's montaging and driving and angry i am with him emotionally and you know when he's running up the mountain and like hearts on fire strong desire let, let's fuck <laughs> Go and Vince DiCola's score, like you know, Stallone says in interviews, one of the biggest regrets of his life is that he didn't have Conti do that score because they had some petty falling out. And I'm like, dude, like Conti's obviously brilliant. He's great, all timer. But the Rocky Four score is so good, man. It's like great. It's you listen terrific. to that, the training montage music is so good, and I love that it is so specifically '80s because the whole movie is born out of that unbelievably absurd Reagan created mindset that like, I don't know how I can be so down on America right now and like <laughs> Reagan's legacy and all these things. But if I watch Rocky four right now, I like want to, you know, start chanting <laughs> USA like, non ironically, <laughs> but you know, it'll fade, but it's, uh, I love it, man. And look, if, if he can change, they can change. If I can I change. But the, the drastic just- difference here, it's like, the difference, if like, if someone just like landed on Earth for the first time and they never seen a movie before, and you showed them like Rocky and Rocky Four back to back, then Creed, they'd be like, "How in the living fuck are these related to each other?" <laughs> yeah. Like they are almost different genres. They're almost like different yeah. mediums. Like the approach well, well, like, is so if, crazy. If you, talk, if you talk the the narrative, the narrative stretch, like 
also and the stylistic stretch even between rocky 3 which has heavy montage stuff it's like a montage engine it's like mtv like videos as feature-length films he goes even further with rocky 4 like it, it like it just and it moves like not the and and i have to ask you if you've seen the new cut but like that original rocky 4 it just moves like unrelenting all the way to the end and it's just like phenomenal um have you seen the new cut? The- Look, you the second he said that he hated the robot, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not going to your fathom event. I'm not running this thing. I'm not engaging in this. Like that robot was a really important part of that story. Like, how else do you feel like who else was gonna take care of Polly and everybody while he was gone in Russia? Like if the robot's not there, what was happening? Like, did he, did he, like, CGI in a nanny or, like, an assistant? Like, uh, how do you get rid of the robot? Like, if okay, if you put that robot in Creed, huge mistake. If you take that robot out of Rocky IV, huge mistake. Like, movies contain multitudes. There's nuances here. Don't get rid of the robot, man. Listen, I'm just glad that Rocky IV still exists. This is the thing that we can always be thankful of, is that whenever a filmmaker makes a new version, all I want is the old version to still exist. Like, please don't deny me my original version of heat. When the there is no, you can't get the theatrical cut of Amadeus on streaming or in HD or anything. Like it should be a crime. Yeah. There's no, like, imagine, can you imagine if the director's cut of Miami vice was the only version available, can you imagine the crimes against humanity? Can I say, imagine more? (laughs) Say it, say it. I imagine that world. Oh, horrible. No, no. Danny Boyle needs to make a movie about what it's like. If the Miami vice (laughs) theatrical cut didn't exist and only one guy had seen it. And then he becomes this famous artist because he knows how great the opening of that movie is. Uh, I love you just cast the director as well. And, and the perfect one at that, I feel like train spotting Danny Boyle have mood boards about what he needs and colors. He wants to feel with the characters. Oh man. Ben David Grabinski, you are just a treat to talk to. And I know that you probably think that this devolved into us just completely irrationally uh, and uh, gibbering about how great Creed is, but it's actually just so nice to reinforce that on every conceivable level, a movie that is made, that is technically a Rocky sequel is maybe one of the best movies of the last couple of decades easily. Um, definitely for me. And I'm it's so why I can it. never, it's why I can never give up on movies, man. Like yeah. the, as, as much as like trends can bum you out or like the predominant sort of type of movie couldn't, might not be your favorite or there hasn't been a movie you really love in a bit. There always, there can always be a creed around the corner, you know, like yeah. there can always like, even in a world of like endless remakes and reboots, there's a world where you can make really great shit within that paradigm. So, you know, but it's also the same thing too. It's like, if you watch 10 bad movies in a row, then you watch a Creed, Creed seems even better. So I find it hard to like be that cynical about stuff. If I can, if I can get a Creed every few years, I'm like a movie camel or whatever. (laughs) Water camel metaphor, except movies, something blah, blah, blah. But I'm glad I got to talk about this. So, um, and also because people are going to hear this before we're doing it. Um, we are doing a live, uh, black hat hacker cut screening. Katie Walsh and I, the Miami nice crew after our Miami vice and Miami nice cut screening are now doing a black hat hacker cut screening. More details are going to come up and links are going to pop up very shortly. But I thought now just to tease the people here, is that like, I'm going to tell you, Ben David, if you want after this chat, after what, when we hit stop on the recording, I could share the black hat hackers cut with you to say, thank you for your time today. If you would like uh, to, to, to watch it before, or if you can make it along, Love to, excuse me, uh, love to have you along. This is the best thing I could, best way I can put it. Uh, piss off and live, Ghost Man. <laughs> I love Black Hat. Uh, some of it may be a little misguided, but I fucking love Black Hat. I would love to watch that. Wait till you see the Hacker Cut. It's even better. It's even better. <laughs> and for anyone who's ever, uh, listening, the Hacker Cut is Michael Mann's director's cut version that was played very limitedly on FX and then disappeared off the face of the earth. 
and it's a reshaping of the whole movie, changing the order of things, changing scenes, doing a couple of other things. And the reason it's called the hacker's cut is because when I got that version, I had a look at it and then I couldn't help myself, but started tinkering. And so I tinkered and now what exists exists. So, um, uh, so looking forward to doing that live show. You guys will see all the details of it uh, in, in the links and stuff like that. But I just wanted to shout it out. And I knew that Ben David would be like, yes, I want to get my hands on that hacker cut. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening, man. Thank you so much for having a chat about Creed uh, with me. I know you're so busy, but yeah, I, I, it was a blast. It's always talking. Well, I had a great time as always. And uh, we'll talk about Creed 3 in 10 years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Never know where your motivation to come from. We do the most with these bras and pop shotgun. They try to push you beside, you gotta fight some. I had a line on the side and then we back us. I want that number on my spot, I'm like icon. I got that beast in my eyes, I'm like Tyson. With my heart and my drive, I know I'm righteous. Keep some eyes on me, raggy, raggy like bad boy. Once you win, 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 you gon' want more. Set a tree and tree and tree and need an encore. I was down on my last when I found myself. I got angels all around me, yeah, yeah I got love all around me, yeah, yeah I'll be a fighter to the end, to my last breath I'm a hustle to my last breath I got angels all around me, yeah, yeah I got love all around me, yeah, yeah Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.